Here's what's coming up on today's show. I know Social Security is under pressure. It's not going to go away. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. There's going to be things that they can do, and taxing it more or taxing the whole thing is an easy solution that they, they could implement. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Hello and welcome in to Perfect Game Retirement. Glad to have you back on the show today. Ryan, we're going to get into a topic that I know you are awfully familiar with and pretty passionate about, Social Security. Yeah, I know. Sounds really boring, right? I'm a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that intro. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because there's so many nuances. I think it's like a, I don't know, it's a puzzle or something in my brain that for some reason... Like when I started studying this stuff for for my designation that I do have, for some reason, I just, when we did this section in our studies, it was like, oh, wow, I don't know why this just is very interesting to me, which it really shouldn't be. But it is because there's so many nuances and it's so confusing. And even, you know, even some of the topics that we're going to talk about today, you know, I could go down a rabbit hole for, for hours on these things, but some of it still may be confusing, but I'm going to try to talk as high level as I can. There's some, there's some minutia and specifics I want to get into a little bit, but, um, obviously with, with people's situation of age and are they married? Are they not, um, divorced longer than 10 years anyways, or Mm -hmm. married for longer than 10 years, so many different things there. So I don't want to go down too far path, but to me, it's interesting just because, I mean, it makes a huge difference, especially with retirement income planners like we are. I mean, this is huge. Uh, this this is a big part of, of people's income and steady income. And obviously, we've seen these past couple of years with these huge inflation kickers. It, it really makes a difference. It does. So we're going to go through some of these, um, I guess, myths, you can call them, or just maybe some assumptions that you might have that may not be completely correct, or just kind of clear up some of the questions you might have, like, Will Social Security run out of money? Uh, or should I claim my benefits as soon as I'm eligible? Some of these things we'll clear up on today's episode. And again, if you want to follow up with Ryan, go through anything uh, Social Security related or anything within your financial or retirement plan, you can always do so by visiting blackoakam.com. You can schedule your retirement coach 360 session online just right there through the website. But if you prefer to call, you can do that as well. It's 470-508-0508. How's everything else going in the uh, the new office? Yeah, new office is great. Uh, we still have some things that still need to be finished, punch list stuff, and it's driving hmm. me bananas. But um, I guess I have to almost get threatening uh, before I get things uh, fixed and done around here. But everybody who's come in, they love it. They enjoy it. <clears throat> I, sometimes I forget that I, I, I purchase this place. I'm like, this is mine. Uh, so sometimes I do, I do forget that because I was talking to one of my other advisors and we we're talking about real estate and having real estate as a asset class or part of your portfolio. And I kind of told him some things I do. And then he's like, well, your office too. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, forgot about that. But yeah, everything's good. Uh, I'm ready for not rainy weather so we can get some, get some games in, but I'm glad the, the temperature's turning up. Yeah, I've been dealing with some interesting weather with the, all the rain and the cold uh, that came through around the that time of the Masters, and yeah. it's just been an interesting couple of weeks. But I'm glad baseball season's here. I'm sure uh, you're staying pretty busy away from work. But we're going to spend some time today to talk about work-related stuff uh, a little bit. And for anybody that has questions about Social Security, hopefully today we'll answer some of that. But again, you might, you might leave this 
episode and say, I'm ah, still not quite clear on a couple of things. Again, follow up with Ryan. He'll be happy to sit down with you and go through any of these things that you are just not quite clear on. Blackoakam.com is the website. All right, let's start with the first one here. Uh, the Social Security Administration, they're going to help you get your forms and get everything you need to file your claim. But you need to know that they're not going to make you help you make the best decision of when to start your benefit. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of attorneys have told the Social Security Administration employees that you do not give advice, you do not give suggestions. Now, huh. the key is asking the right questions. If you ask the right questions, yes, they will provide you the information. But if you just say, hey, what should I do? Or how do I maximize this? Or how do I maximize that? Is you, they, that's not their job. They'll obviously the new Social Security website, uh, SSA.gov. Create your own profile there. The new website is awesome. It used to be so stagnant and terrible that it was just like those statements they sent you in the mail that showed what your benefits were at age 62, whatever your full retirement age was, and then 70. That's it. Uh, no in between, but now it's more interactive. It gives you a ton of information and mainly it, it has this toggle bar where you can go down to the exact month that you want to claim it. And it gives you a projection of what that benefit will be. But when you call the social security administration office and ask them, what should you do? They will not volunteer any information. You have to know the right questions. So a lot of my responsibility of clients that we work with is just saying, okay, here, ask this question specifically, ask this question, ask this question, ask this question. And so they have like a list in front of them. So when they go to talk to a person, <laughs> again, we're talking about the federal government here, talking to a person in a cubicle maybe, or have a headset on, they're not gonna know who you are. Uh, so you have to provide uh, this information and then ask the right question. So that's not their job is to offer advice or suggestions, you have to ask the right questions. That's good to know. And, and most people, though, aren't going to be able to ask the right questions, right? Especially on their own. Correct. I mean, because there's so many nuances that I know we're going to get into uh, here shortly. But I mean, yeah, some people don't know the rules on if you're divorced that you can claim on your ex-spouse's benefit. Uh, and they have no idea. Uh, mm -hmm. You just have to obviously have proof of that marriage longer than 10 years, you haven't been remarried. There's so there's some nuances there, but most people don't know that most, some people don't know about spousal benefits. It's like, well, what's a spousal benefit? How do we do that? Um, uh, work history. Anyway, there's so many things that, yeah, you could just, you got to go in with the right, right ammunition to, uh, to get the right answer. All right. Here's a, another myth that, uh, you might have heard before you won't get any social security. If you are a stay at home mom, yeah, big, 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 big myth. Uh, stay at home, uh, mom, stay at home, dad, whoever it may be. Like, there's there's so many things. So that's what that's not considered work. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, that's what my mom my mom did. Uh, I know that uh, my wife she she worked most of the time. She did take some time off, but even during the summers when I was a teacher, we didn't have any childcare. Cause I was home. Uh, and, and yeah, those were not easy days, <laughs> especially when they, you know, were only a few months old. I mean, it's, it's a lot of routine, but a lot of routine you don't necessarily want to do, but you got to do. So that job is not easy. So, uh, you can claim, you may not have worked a day in your life and took care of kids. And then once the kids were gone, you're like, yeah, I'm not, not going to work now. Um, and, and then maybe you take help take care of grandkids. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why, but 
spousal benefits is basically claiming half of your spouse's benefit at their full retirement age. Let me again, let me repeat that. Spousal benefit is basically getting half of what your spouse's benefit is at their full retirement age. So let me give you some examples of numbers really quick. Easy math, let's say your spouse, their full retirement age, and that could be most people, it's gonna be 67, but there could be 66 in four months, 66 in eight months. It mm -hmm. all depends on what year you were born of what your FRA is or your full retirement age. So if it's $3,000, the spouse's um, benefit is $3,000 a month of their full retirement age, a spouse who did not work can claim spousal benefit and get $1,500. Uh, so there you go. You go from $3,000 to $4,500 per month just because of a spousal benefit. Now, if that spouse who stayed home is younger, um, you have to at least be 62 to claim a spousal benefit. Um, if you do claim that spousal benefit at 62, it's going to be even a further reduction of that benefit. So it will not be half. It's basically going to be a, an additional 25% reduction if you claim spousal benefit. So the person who did not work, if you claim spousal benefit at age 62, which is the earliest you can claim it. So anytime you claim any social security benefit early, it is a reduction because okay, it's, it's actuarially based. It's based off of your lifespan. So it will be a reduction. So again, threw some numbers out there. Hopefully that wasn't confusing, but if you were, the moral of this myth is if you stayed home, never had any working credits that paid towards social security, you stand, you still can get a benefit. It's usually going to be half of what your spouse's benefit, the spouse who worked it's going to be half of their benefit um, when you're of age. Very important to know. And yes, I do second that. The, the stay-at-home mom is not an easy job <laughs> at all. So glad that they are able to get the benefit there. All right. Uh, myth number three. Let's uh, throw in some taxes in the mix here. Everybody loves talking taxes. Uh, so the myth is you won't pay any taxes on your Social Security because, you know, naturally it makes sense. You've already been paying taxes on that money when you paid into the system. That's Which makes true, right? total <laughs> sense. It does. It does. It does. Now that used to be true. So a little history lesson because I'm a history nerd. So yes, the, the Social Security benefit was not taxed at all. Again, we got to think of the history of this stuff, you know, signed into law back in the Great Depression where you could receive benefits and most people only receive benefits for one, two, three, four years at the most. And that was it. Now we're receiving benefits for 25 years. It's crazy because uh, of modern medicine, science, and we're living longer, all right? So we know some things like, you know, smoking's not good for you. Okay, there you go. We're living longer. Voila. So we're claiming these benefits for a whole lot longer. So uh, Ronald Reagan was the first president to sign into law that um, half of your Social Security benefit could be taxed. Okay, half of it could be taxed. Then uh, Bill Clinton was the next one to say that, okay, up to 85% of your benefit could be taxed. Again, I'm not saying it, it's taxed at 85%, just 85% of the benefit. Let's use some numbers. Let's use easy math. So if your benefit is 1000 bucks, then if your income is high enough in retirement, your taxable income is high enough in retirement, the federal government can tax $850 of it at whatever your tax rate is. So if you're in the 12% tax bracket, 
$850 could potentially be taxed at that rate. So again, don't get caught up in the numbers. Don't be like, what in the world did he just say? So obviously software, your CPA, we have tax planning software that you just throw in the numbers and then poof, it spits out, hey, here's how much you're paying in taxes on your social security benefit. So the moral of the story is your taxable income is key. If your taxable income is high enough in retirement, then you will pay some tax on your social security. Even though you paid it your entire life, it's not tax free. However, 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 <laughs> if you have a lot of Roth money uh, and maybe brokerage account money and you can stay in a low enough taxable income bracket, then potentially your social security could be tax free. So this is the the spill down of your tax form in retirement. If you've got a bunch of pre-tax um, retirement accounts, rollover IRAs, 401ks that haven't been taxed yet, and all of a sudden you got to start taking this money out or you have a pension, you're already going to be thrown to a high enough tax bracket that your Social Security will be taxed if you receive it. Now, again, if you have a lot of tax-free or brokerage account money or tax-efficient money, then the, you have the potential of your Social Security benefit being uh, not taxed at all. So again, ways to start planning early to kind of move this money around, obviously legally, move this money around to different tax buckets. That way you can keep as much as you can in retirement. But most people in general are going to pay tax on their Social Security benefit, unfortunately. Now, can lawmakers change it again? Heck yeah. Like right now, they say 15% is tax-free of your benefit if you're if your taxable income is high enough, well, they could easily tax it more. I mean, I know Social Security is under pressure. It's not going to go away. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. There's going to be things that they can do, and taxing it more or taxing the whole thing is an easy solution that they, they could implement. Um, there's many others, but this is one that they could do. So, yeah, you'll probably pay taxes on your Social Security in retirement if you don't do any planning. Well, you jumped ahead on me a little bit there. You kind of oh, uh, started answering our next one. No, I mean, you you know, we can kind of continue what you were saying there because, you know, the next myth I wanted to dispel is that there's not going to be any Social Security left by the time you retire. And I know this is what everyone worries about, right? I know we're both kind of similar age and I know it's, it's definitely crossed my mind. Like, what will Social Security look like by the time we get to retirement? Yes, true. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a good, good lead in. So yeah, they could tax it more. They could push our age back because uh, yeah, we are close to being the same age right now. If you're born after 1960, your um, full retirement age is 67. Well, I could easily them see them changing the law to, okay, if you're born after 1970, that your new full retirement age is 68. Uh, so there's ways to push, and they did it before. They've done it back in the early 80s, and it just kicked the can of this pressure on the uh, Social Security coffers, if you will, to have enough money to pay benefits. So they did that before in the early 80s and it pushed it out decades. So they could easily, easily do that again. Um, right, right now we pay 6.2% into Social Security. Could they increase that? Sure, absolutely they could. Now that's a tax on probably everybody who's paying into Social Security. So uh, we'll, we'll see if lawmakers will, will do that. You know, there's certain things that we only pay Social Security tax up to a certain point uh, of, of our income. Right now it's what they call the Social Security wage base. Wage base just means you pay 6.2% on everything up to a certain amount. And that certain amount changes every year. This year for 2023, it's 160200 So if you make 175000 
Well, you're not paying tax on anything above. So, excuse me, you're not paying any Social Security tax on anything above that hundred sixty thousand two hundred. So, some of you who have good incomes, you may realize, oh wow, why is my paycheck more? Well, you're not paying into Social Security anymore, so that may cut off in October or August or November of that year because you reach the wage base, and then there you go, you got six point two percent more. Uh, into your paycheck. So there's a lot of buttons and knobs that they can push, twist, turn, whatever it may be uh, in order to fund Social Security at a higher clip. Could it be? Um, I do think they're going to means test it one day, which means if your taxable income is high enough that they may tax it uh, even more or reduce your benefit if your income is quote unquote high enough. And when I say income, it all boils back down to taxable income. Roth money is not going to register on uh, uh, to pay taxes on the IRS. So I guarantee it's going to be a taxable income type of thing one day. So that's just my two cents. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I think a means test, meaning, okay, good income or higher income people who have been diligent and saving their whole life must be punished and you <laughs> have a reduced benefit or have it taxed more. So there are some things. Well, something's got to change. That's a hundred percent accurate. Something's got to change. There's got to be some nuances that change to it. Um, but I think not including social security, my opinion, not including social security in an income plan is irresponsible. Uh, I get it. Some people are like, hey, I don't want to count on it. I want to save. And if I get Social Security, it's just a bonus. That's fine. But as an income planner, I got to put something on there. I got to include something. Even if you want to put half of what you think the benefit's going to be, we got we to gotta put it down on there because that's a, that's a fixed income payment um, forever uh, once you start receiving that if you do receive a Social Security benefit. So my opinion, it will be there. All right. Good to know. I know that we'll keep an eye on how those things might change as time goes on. And of course you want to check in with your financial professional, but um, good, good to hear that we expect it to be there in some capacity. Uh, all right. Uh, number five here on our myths, you should claim social security as soon as you're eligible. I want to get that money, Ryan, before they, uh, they shut it off. So I got to get in and, and claim it as soon as possible. Yeah, that's right? <laughs> probably yeah, probably number one myth actually. If we're doing like we're ranking ranking. order of yeah, yeah of, of rank order, um, it, it's that's an answer. That's what some people give. I, I've I have clients who claimed um, before I even got in the business who claimed these things and they regret it uh, because that you know that eight plus percent cola that they got this past year that eight percent on their benefit is just it's not as high because uh, that that can compound over time. So once you get that new COLA, that just that it takes you up even more, even more, even more. And that's just math. Uh, so when you have a lower amount, it's just you don't you don't see that uh, that increase go up as much. And so, yes, it, it was uh, it's I think it'll always be a thing where people are thinking, oh, well, I'm going to claim it and get mine because it's going to go away. I just I, I I completely disagree with it. Um, there there are reasons to claim at 62. 100. There are reasons to claim at 62. But please don't use it because I'm just going to get it and oh I gotta um, you know the break even. That's what everybody wants to talk about. What's the break even? If I'd taken it at 62, and I've heard all sorts of math formulas on this from people from clients trying to figure it out on their own. Well, you can't figure it out on your own because 
we don't know what those cost of living adjustments are going to be each year. So I get it. If you could say, okay, if there's never a cost of living adjustment, what's the difference? Okay. Well, if you claim, if you got it at 62 versus waiting until 70, the difference is about 80 to 81 years of age. That's your break even. Meaning if you claimed it at 62 and you live, you don't live until 81. Okay. Then I guess you beat the social security system. You claimed it early and you got yours before. So you had eight years of benefits before it kicked in if you claimed it at 70. But if you live past 81, let's say, then you did not benefit uh, by claiming it early. So if you waited till 70 and you live beyond 81, you benefit from a dollars and cents standpoint. And again, the way we're, the way we're living now, if you're if you're fairly healthy in your 60s, very good chance you're going to live into your 90s. That's a statistical proof, especially if you're married. Really good chance one of you're going to live into your 90s. Well, that's a legacy planning thing because when one spouse passes away, the smaller of the two social security benefits goes away. You keep the higher of the two no matter who passes away you keep the higher benefit. So another reason why claiming at 62 may not be a good idea from a legacy standpoint if you have a spouse. You may want to delay that. And right now, I mean, when you delay, those are guaranteed increases by the federal government. And, you know, there's not a lot of guaranteed uh, rates of return. There's not out there from rates of return. I mean, there's CDs and you know, uh, there's things like that. Treasuries, okay, yeah, those those guarantee payments. Um, but if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to claim it early and invest it, uh, I don't know if I'd do that because uh, again, this is a guaranteed payment coming from the Social Security office or the federal government. So I would uh, I would keep doing keep doing that. So um, don't claim it as soon as you can. Sixty two may be a reason, but don't do it because you're just going to get yours. All right. Good to know. Again, if you have questions about when you should claim, you want to sit down with someone, you can schedule your retirement coach 360 session online right now just by going to blackoakam.com. All right. Uh, Next myth for us. You can't work and receive Social Security benefits at the same time. Okay. This could be an extremely long reason, (laughs) answer, whatever. So I'm going to keep this one as short as I can. Okay. So you can be working and receive Social Security benefits. The key is full retirement age, whatever your FRA is, full retirement age. And let's say it's 67. If your full retirement age is 67 and you are still working, you can claim Social Security, you can receive your Social Security check, and you get no reduction of benefit whatsoever. You can make a million bucks a year at age 67, claim Social Security, and you get your Social Security check. Now, is it going to be taxed higher? Yes, because you make good money. So it's going to be taxed higher. Could you maybe delay it? Like if you don't need that money, to me, if you don't need that money, I keep delaying it, to be honest. Because you get it right now, law could change. You get an 8% increase each year. So, all right, if I'm 67 and still working, all right, I'll just kick it down the road. What's it going to be at 68? Okay, well, it's going to be 8% higher plus any COLA increase. All right, if I'm still working at 68, all right, maybe I keep going, keep going, keep going. So, yes, you can claim Social Security benefit while you're working. The key is at full retirement age or beyond. If you claim Social Security 
before full retirement age and you are working, there is a very, very, very good chance that you're going to get a reduced benefit, not forever, but while you're still working and claiming social security before your full retirement age, I will not get into the specific numbers on that because that will blow people's mind on a two for one reduction or a three for one reduction, depending on what year you're in. Again, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. But if you do claim it, Social Security, you're still working and you're before your full retirement age, really good chance you're going to get a reduced benefit while you're still working. Now, that won't last forever, but you will get a reduced benefit. So a lot of times I tell people, if you're still working and you don't need the income and you're before your full retirement age, don't claim it. No reason to. Oh, I want to, I want to get it and then invest it. I still wouldn't, still wouldn't do it. So not specific advice for everybody there. There's my disclaimer, but in general, if you don't need it, just wait, because it's going to be a higher benefit uh, later. But yeah, I won't get into the numbers of reduced mounts and how much you can make. That's again, that's going way too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Best to try to handle that on a case by case basis for anyone with those questions. All right. What about if you have a pension? Uh, the myth is commonly if you have a pension, you're not going to be eligible for social security. So th there's some truth to that. And there's some, and it's a little bit of a myth as well. So some pensions, so I'll, I'll go with my former uh, job working for the state of Georgia as a teacher. Um, and that I received a pension there, but also would receive a pension from the county that I worked in. I worked in the largest school system outside of Atlanta and they did not pay into social security. So we had our own separate county pension plus the state pension. So it really just depends if you paid into it. So you can have a pension and um, still receive social security if you paid into it. The key is paying into it. Um, so for seven years, I have zeros on my social security benefit. So I'm going to have to continue which I'm obviously paying into it now because I'm in the private sector with no pension, uh, but I'm paying into Social Security now. So I have to make up those <laughs> those seven years of, of working in a school system that didn't pay into Social Security. And essentially, I have a lot more <laughs> work to do because I was playing minor league baseball and looking at the god-awful pay that I got back then, I almost was not paying into <laughs> Social Security then either, which plug to major league baseball. I saw where uh, minor league baseball players just got a pay raise. I think it's going to maybe start for next year, but yeah. those guys were still getting paid the same amount as what I was 20 years ago, still on the same pay scale. I mean, it's just, it blows my mind that they didn't give them a pay increase. Anyway, I, I digress, but so I have a lot of making up to do. Um, but you can receive a pension. If you paid into social security, you can receive a pension and social security at the same time. So it's almost like you have two pensions because that's what social security is. It's a pension or call it an annuity. Uh, it, it is what it is. It's just a payment that you get every single month, which is a pension and which is an annuity. So it's the same thing. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, a couple more here that we want to dismantle before we finish out this episode. Um, social security benefits are based on your income and on your assets. So, and not, not exactly. Um, social security, like it's not means tested yet. I just kind of mentioned that before. It could be means tested one day, but you are eligible based on your work history, not necessarily your asset total. What I mean by that is Social Security factors in and their complicated calculation, which you can do, but obviously there's calculators online that you just plug in your stuff, or you look at your work history on your my profile on ssa.gov. It shows you all this stuff, but 
Social Security Administration factors in your 35 highest years of income, and that is adjusted for inflation. So your income in 1993 is a probably a fraction of what it is now. Well, they they inflate that up to today's dollars, and there's a factor. There's even PDF worksheets online that shows what the multiplication factor is for each year's of the income. So don't think those early years on just because they were lower doesn't mean they're not significant toward those 35 highest years. So 35 highest years, they, they factor this in. It's called a, a, a PIA formula. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the, all the acronyms, but they do have a calculation for it. So um, if you are still working like for example, if you're 74 and you're still working, but you're claiming social security, but those income years in your seventies are really, really good. They're going to, they'll knock off some of those early years if they're not factored into the 35 highest years. Now, if you've made 35, if you've done 35 years and you've maxed out social security, you can't go any higher than that. It's impossible. It's, it's a math equation and your, your 36 year, that you maxed out. It's not going to knock out a, a previous year that you maxed out Social Security back in the 80s or 90s or 70s or whatever it may be. So 35 years of your high. So there is a maximum you can't get to because you only pay in so much to Social Security because of that wage base. Um, so it is based off of your income, 100% based off of your income. And uh, it's a calculation that, again, the Social Security Administration does for you. So you don't need to nerd out and do all the the calculations that way, but it is 35 highest years of earned income. All right. Well, that kind of answers our last one as well. Um, that the myth is that your benefits are going to be based on your last job salary, but obviously not the case because they take it over time, right? That's right. They take it over time. Most pensions um, that we kind of referenced before is kind of factored on your, you know, last two highest years average together or a lot of law officers. It's their last three years is the calculation and they average that. Uh, but yeah, 35 total years. I mean, it has, it, you log into that website and it shows every single year and you may look at, you may look at your earnings and go, wait a minute, like I made more that year. Again, it's only going to show the maximum wage base that you paid into it. Now, Medicare, completely different Medicare. You pay 1.45% of every single dollar that you earn every single dollar. So I, I talked about that wage base before. Let's say you're making 200 grand a year. Well, you pay Social Security, which is 6.2%, up until 160,200. Then it stops. Then you get a 6.2% pay raise in your paycheck because you're not paying in Social Security. But Medicare keeps going. 1.45% of every single dollar that you do make. Um, but yeah, Social Security going back to it. 35 years, it, it factors in. And again, so for, for someone like myself that I told you I made $0 almost in minor league baseball and literally did not pay into the system when I worked for uh, the county system I was in, there's seven years right there. So yeah, I got a lot of makeup to do, if you will. Now, most of someone like myself who's, I'm 45, I'll be 46 later this year, um, they're, they're kind of projecting what my social security benefit will be if I keep kind of doing or making what I'm making now. It's not necessarily an exact calculation. So if I like don't work another day, I'm not getting what that projection is at my age. Now, if you're 65, that estimate is going to be pretty stinking accurate. It's going to be almost right on uh, what it is. And, and it changes each year based off of that COLA 
or that cost of living adjustment that they do each year. So we'll see what one's going to be next year. Obviously, inflation rates have kind of slowed down a little bit. They're still high, but you know we're, they're showing some signs of easing up. So will we get 8.7% next year on our Social Security benefit? I hope not, because that means inflation is still running way too high. So I hope it's not 8.7. I hope it's significantly less, because uh, that means inflation has slowed down, which is the Fed's trying to do right now. So um, but yeah, it's all based off your, your career work history when it comes to social security calculation. All right. Well, some great information on social security. If you're getting close to, uh, the time where you can claim your benefits, you definitely want to sit down and have a conversation, figure out the best plan for you, figure out how you can get the most out of your benefits as well. So, uh, again, if you want to learn more, log online, uh, blackhookam.com is the website. You can always also call Ryan and the team at 470-508. 0508. Yeah, I got time for a couple questions, Ryan. I want to run by before we get out of here. Um, start with Derek in Clearwater. Says, with the current inflationary pressures in the economy, what steps can I take to protect my savings and investments from losing value? Yeah, Derek, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty common question right now with inflation going on. I mentioned it, I kind of plugged it a little bit earlier as far as rates of return and, and what people are getting and on safe money. It's the first time in a long time that people are getting any kind of yield out of short-term CDs, uh, six months to 18-month CDs are kind of the ideal uh, duration right now or time frame. So, I mean, they're sitting, I mean, they fluctuate uh, as the recording of this. They're, they're sitting around, you know, 4.6 to 5.1. I mean, it just, it depends. I mean, the Feds, um, the Federal Reserve, you know, they may slow their easing down of uh, increasing in, uh, uh, interest rates, excuse me, and that may kind of level level things out as far as uh, those safe investments treasury three months six months nine months treasuries they're paying mid fours upper fours low fives so there's some there's some decent now is that keeping up with inflation not quite but it's pretty close it's not too far off so as far as savings go um, again go to bankrate.com that's a great place to look at what high yield savings and checking accounts are paying right now Again, they change constantly. They may have minimums, you know, read the fine print, but that's a great place to start with uh, just to get from uh, savings. Now, again, investments, investments are investments. They're, they're volatile. They're going to be up. They're going to be down. Bonds are volatile. Some people think bonds are, are, are guaranteed um, from, a, from prices not changing, and they are. We've seen them this past year. Interest rates go up, bond prices go down. So, investments that's a completely different animal uh, as far as protecting goes but savings you definitely can do that now all right great question uh, i got another one i want to save it for our next episode ryan time related but we appreciate all the insight today again if you have questions about social security and it's so so important it's a big part of uh, just about everyone's income plan in retirement you want to get it right so don't hesitate if you're uncertain about something or want more clarity or actually want to sit down and begin planning for social security you can do so by visiting ryan online at black oak am.com all right hopefully the weather clears up ryan you can get back out on the diamond and uh and get some practices in but good luck to you thank you all right take care thank you for listening to perfect game retirement for ryan Ledden over black oak asset management i am ben george have a good week the perfect game retirement podcast is brought to you by black oak asset management serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. 
Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.